Welcome to Living Martial Arts with Master Ray Gale, aka the Dark Master. Living Martial Arts discuss and examines the everyday exercise, philosophy, and lifestyle of the martial arts enthusiast. The host talks about his own training, past and present, and he also interviews many martial artists to discover how they continue to live their own martial arts journey. Tune in for top tips on how to get the best out of your martial art. Or perhaps you're thinking of starting a martial art. This podcast offers you an easy way to dip your toe in. Sign up for the newsletter at livingmartialarts.com and get regular updates and training tips direct to your inbox. Follow the Dark Master on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at Living Martial Arts. Good day to all the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast listeners. It's me, the Dark Master. I'm here with another another fantastic chat with uh, a lovely person, uh, Mr. Gary Foster from TSA Taekwondo, um, who uh, I saw recently at our, our, our event uh, that we had, our tournament, our British Championships, and it's always great to see him. Um, he's got a, a really good um, Taekwondo school and um, is a full-time martial arts teacher. So uh, we're going to get his perspective on uh, his martial arts. How are you doing, Gary? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks. So, yeah, it's great. Um, we loved uh, coming to the competition recently. We did really well. We feel really guilty going back, going <laughs> back with a load of medals. Yeah, but we did really well. We love. We always love coming to Puma competitions. It was great. Yeah. Oh no, don't feel don't feel guilty. That's that's what it's all about. It's all about. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know how about you. I mean, I always tell my students, look, you know, go there, enjoy it, have a great time. Yeah. Uh, whether you win or lose, smile, laugh, because it 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 doesn't it doesn't at the time you think it's going to last forever, but it doesn't. And yeah. um, you know, yeah. uh, you, you can have a really good time. But the, the other thing, of course, is um, one of those medals uh, were um, with you. You got one as well <laughs> again. Again, yeah. I, now I'm really jealous about that <laughs> because <laughs> I, I saw you kick and uh, I just went green. I thought, wow, you still got it. So uh, wow. well done to you. Wow, thank you, thank you. Brilliant, brilliant, good stuff. Well, um, uh, I'm going to start with uh, what I always start with, which is um, a little bit about your your martial arts journey, really. And as I always say on these podcasts, that can take three hours. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine, mine. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, for all of us who've been in martial arts a long time, that could that could be one day, really. But uh, I don't know, a bit, bit of a brief overview of your of your martial arts journey, how you started, why you started. You know, maybe some of the the people that you started with. Yeah, okay. Um, well, um, it was 1982. Me and my twin brother went along to our local taekwondo class. This is in Germany. We my dad was in the my dad was in the RAF and um I think we were both 14. And we went along to the local taekwondo class run by uh Bert Callender. I don't know if you oh, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I remember Bert Callender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he was he was fantastic. He was mm. he'd been to the uh to the world championships in Canada and in uh 72 or whatever. And there was all these photos of him doing it, and he, he was just amazing. There and the guy could kick brilliant, he was brilliant, he was just a brilliant um he wasn't um he was very kind of um standoffish sort of thing he was the instructor you were the student very old school you know very much like the koreans anyway 
I was hooked from day one. I'd done judo before and I got thrown in the first session. I absolutely hated that. <laughs> so, because um, it, you know, I, I was quite skinny and stuff. Anyway, my brother never went back, but oh, I, yeah. I, I was just hooked. And, um, yeah. and we started, uh, I started training, but I only wanted to fight. I was like, fight, fight, fight. So I think I was 14, really keen to fight. And um, as a result, my basic techniques were terrible. I remember doing my yellow belt grading. This is the this is the second um, the, the second of only two gradings that I did with uh, Mr. Calendar. And one of the uh, one of the senior grades came up to me afterwards, and they said, "Your grading was terrible." <laughs> like this, we had to have a discussion whether to pass you or not. And I was like, "Oh, really? Oh no! I thought I was brilliant. You know, I, I was yeah. the new Bruce Lee." But um, but he really it really made me look at it and think, you know, I I need to I need to concentrate on my basics a bit more and yeah. um, and and he did and it really it really brought me around and my basics like got a lot better from there. Just sorry, sorry to stop your flow though. It, it's really interesting because um, I mean I, I I competed. I love competing, but it wasn't strangely enough. It wasn't the thing that kept me there. I I absolutely loved the exercise. Yeah, I, I just loved it. That was me. I, I was thinking, right, if, if anybody in, in this room can do 20 press-ups, I'm going to do 25. Okay, And if they can do 30, I'm going to do 35. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that was it. I wanted to do more press-ups. I wanted to run faster than anyone else. I wanted to kick, do more kicks in a shorter space of time. And that was it. I, I, I've, I've always been very competitive. Yeah. Um, so so the, the, fight, the fighting was just a small part of that really um and I, I actually didn't mind losing whenever i fought or or somebody you know giving me a hiding really as yeah as I, <laughs> I generally enjoyed it it was quite good but sorry sorry to stop your flow there go for it yeah so um so yeah i i i did that for i think it was about a year i trained in germany and then we moved back to the uk mm. And I tried a I tried a school with an instructor called Aston Lewis, um, uh, based in Stamford. Um, but I, I really couldn't get on with it. I, I think I trained there for about six months. I didn't take any gradings or anything. So then I moved again and trained with Malcolm Scholes. Oh yeah, Malcolm Scholes. Yeah. Yeah, Malcolm, who's recently yeah. passed away. He, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he was my first effectively my first proper instructor that I spent a good amount of time with. This was in, yeah. in Lincolnshire in Stamford. And I, I trained all the way from, yeah, this is about 1984, 1985. I trained all the way up to red belt. So uh, I did yellow to red with Malcolm Scholes, part of the TAGB. Because yeah, yeah. uh, Burke Calendar had been part of UKTA. So, That's right, yeah. so my original uniform had UKTA on it. And then I switched to the TAGB when I uh, got back to England. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That was, so that was, that was the early days of the the, the TGB. I, I was very much the same. I was sort of a UKTA late seventies, and then uh, obviously eighty three. My instructor, um, you know, was part of the TGB uh, or Switched. or formed part of the TGB, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, similar journey. So um, yeah, got to re training with Malcolm was great though. It was perfect. It was just around the corner from my house. I used to cycle there um cycle back twice a week it was brilliant i was doing really well in the classes my kicking was coming on you know i used to um i didn't do that many competitions at that stage um but i absolutely loved the sparring the sparring was definitely my favorite my favorite part um i think i entered a competition once as a green belt 
and I was doing one yo and I got to the very last move um, where you do the forearm guarding block at the end. So the two yeah. forearm, I couldn't for the life of me remember the forearm guarding block. <laughs> so I just, oh my goodness, it really put me off doing patterns in competitions for years. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's an interesting one with patterns because uh, once again, for me, you know, my, my um, goal when I first uh, started doing competitions and doing well, because uh, Ron Sergey was still competing then, and yeah. um, he was uh, he was sort of my my idol. I used to look at him and think, "Wow, I, I want to be that good. I want to." And, and one thing that I wanted to do, which I saw him do, was win sparring patterns of destruction. On oh the same, wow! On the same day, I, yeah. I did. I did eventually manage to do it twice, but and, and it was great. But I, I just thought, "Wow, I, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do a pat, pat, patterns win, sparring win, and win breaking." I mean, the, the breaking was at that day. It was a it was a jumping technique. Which was which yeah. suits which suited me because I was very light. I yeah, could get, I could get quite high in those days. Um, but yeah, he he was very impressive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, Master Sergey was just Mister Fantastic, wasn't he? At the time? He, was, he was. He was. Yeah. I, I, unfortunately, I never saw him compete. I, like when I started competing properly, yeah. you know, he'd he'd retired by then. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did. Unfortunately, I, I not only saw him compete, I competed against him in the eighty-eight <laughs> that, that went to a number of extensions, and I thought my buddy, I was just looking down, thinking he's going to raise my hand. Oh no, he's raised his hand. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but to be honest, if I was going to lose to someone, then. You know, yeah. I'm quite happy to lose to Ron. <laughs> I mean, the TAG, TAGB had such a rich vein of like lightweights and, uh, you know, welterweights. Yeah. It's just amazing. He, you know, right up to when I was competing, you know, uh, Richard Brown and uh, Tariq and oh, yeah, Dave, yeah. Dave Shepard. Like, it was just amazing competing against these people. And then Warren was a, Warren Vice was a lightweight as well when I was competing. And, oh, we had some real battles and stuff. And I think, we went to the world championships and I competed against Warren and I was 32 and he was 16 and he, he beat me in the semi-final. This was in Holland. He beat me in the semi-final and he went on to the final and he went on to win it. And I thought, you know, at 32, that's it. I'm, I'm pretty much retired from competition now. And I was thinking no more for me, you know, I've competed six times, uh, six times this year and I was beaten by Warren every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that's it, enough, enough of that. And then, um, so I, so I said next year I'm not competing. And then he went and moved up to the next weight division, didn't he? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it, it was as you say that I mean the TGB in those days. Uh, I mean, in the very, very early days when he was quite young, uh, I fought Dave Shepherd a, a few times. Yeah. I, I suppose I was quite, quite physically i was small but i was quite strong so i could yeah. I, was able, I was able to bully him and get around that front leg but um yeah you know people like uh, wayne Burnett, um yeah enjoyed sparring with him ralph minot ralph um, yeah dave, dave mears um uh, paul tyne i mean there were so many uh yeah I, I i actually think at that time in the early 80s the lightweight division was the strongest yeah um uh, ray smethers as well who was um uh, competed with a number of times uh, so yeah i actually think um yeah. And it was a strange thing because obviously in the, in the very, very first sort of competitions in those uh, early 80s, late 70s, early 80s, it was actually just three weights. It wasn't, well, actually, yeah. there's no, no weights initially, but three weights. So I always say to people, that's where I sort of developed my style of hit and run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you don't yeah. want to get hit by them, do you? No, 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 definitely not. But uh, there we go. Anyway, sorry, go, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, so... Uh, so where was I? I got to Red Belt with Malcolm and I really enjoyed this, uh, the, uh, the training there. It was great. We had a fantastic time. It was sort of like a, I grew up with like Malcolm's style of teaching. It was brilliant and uh, it suited me down to the ground. But then I, um, I joined the RAF and uh, I moved to Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire and I was training with a guy called uh, Don Tanner, who's... Um, who's since retired from Taekwondo. He's, uh, he's now seriously into his cycling and stuff. And uh, Master Sahota, Bupinda Sahota. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so I did uh, three or four years in the RAF training with uh, Master Sahota and Don Tanner. And they were, they were again, they were great times and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, uh, and I got my black belt uh, with, with uh, Mr. Tanner and, um, and my second Dan as well. And then, I, and then I came out of the RAF. I went to the first of the Gulf Wars. I was stationed out in, uh, oh, wow. yeah. in Bahrain, just off the coast of Saudi Arabia for, yeah. um, for 1991, it was. Yeah. And so we were out there for four months. So when I got back, I, I decided to make a change, come out of the RAF. I wanted to do a sports science degree. So, uh, so I went to Nottingham, Nottingham Trent Uni and uh, did a sports science degree. And obviously... Um, who teaches in Nottingham? <laughs> Master yeah. Minot. Yeah, Sir Ralph, one of my so, one of my favourite martial artists of all time. I love him. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone that anyone that knows Ralph, just just in awe of his uh, his communication and his 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 love of taekwondo and sparring, and he's so yeah. quietly spoken, but he speaks with such technical authority and stuff, and he made me really understand you know, the, uh, the nuances of sparring and how to spar well. And it's all about, it's all about movement and aggression and, uh, you know, focus and thinking about what you're doing and trying to trick your opponent and all this, you know, he, he taught it all to me and how the, you know, the importance of that front leg side kick and stuff. And yeah. Oh, brilliant. And uh, it was awesome, Ralph. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, I sparred a number of times and I have to say, I mean, there was a lot of times when I, when I was, when he was sparring, I watched him and, um, I copied some of his footwork. Um, yeah, I've never told him this actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> in fact, I, I spoke to him this morning. He's, com he's coming on this podcast, but uh, brilliant. So I'm going to get him on. But um, I, I used to do that a lot with people like Ron Sergu in the earlier days, and then uh, Ralph Minot. I used to watch his footwork and think, "Wow," because he had, he had that that WTF background as well. Yeah, and and yeah. his foot his footwork was just a little bit different. I thought, yeah, I could I could probably do that. I remember going home practicing some of the things I see, saw him do. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So thanks, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Ralph. Ralph made me from like a good sparer into a great sparer, and then I was I was competing at national level. I was, you know, going to squad training, and I was, um, you know, close to being. And I never actually got in the England team, but it, it didn't really worry me that much. I was still, you know, competing six times a year and stuff. And yeah. and we had this national, um, not national. We had this. Um, North Midlands Taekwondo team and it had people like Gordon Fern in it oh, yeah. uh, and A.D. Jones uh, and uh, Amadeep uh, Ria and uh, we were um, we were going around the country as a like a team sort of thing a really close bonded team and uh, it was amazing we had the we had the best time and then we went to went to the European Championships or the Dutch Open as it was um, every year and and we were sponsored as well so we didn't even have to pay for it it was 
It was such a fantastic time it's, competing. It's, it's, it's good, isn't it? It's uh, funny enough, when I was speaking to to um, Ralph Minot recently, I, I was talking about Gordon Fern. I remember uh, I sparred with him when, when he was quite young. Uh, yeah. He'd, he'd moved down to sort of the West Country. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of heard about him. I thought, oh, you know, uh, he, he, he was a partner of one of the ladies down there at that time. And he'd moved yeah. down. I remember him coming to uh, where I was um, training. I thought, and he actually said to me, he said, oh, you know, can I spar with you? I went, yeah, yeah, great. I remember sparring with him and thinking, wow, this guy's going to be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, again, he was quite young, and I think I was probably uh, in my 30s, so I was quite sort of strong and, you know, a bit of experience, whatever. But I was thinking, yeah, it's not going to be long before this guy is, uh, yeah. is, com- is coming up. And he did, yeah. He did. Brilliant. So it, was, it was good. It was good. Yeah, brilliant. But, uh no, that, that's um, sorry. Go on. There's, there's more. I'm sure. There's oh more. yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> go, there's... go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so I um, so yeah. When I, I was training with Ralph, I think I trained with Ralph for about five, maybe six years, and uh, Gordon started training in the Nottingham School as well. So we were kind of like training partners. Mm. So we did we did loads of work together. But um, Ralph used to talk about lots of different fighters in his um, his. Uh, his school and every Christmas he'd always do a point stop um, point stop type like have a bit of fun competition and that's the only time he'd ever put the gloves on yeah yeah, so, yeah. anyway he'd put the and we'd all want to beat Ralph obviously um, yeah. but none of us ever could you know we were like national champions we were sparring regularly in the in the squad but Ralph always kept something back that he'd never tell us about and he'd just keep <laughs> He'd keep smacking us in the head as we were trying to lift our leg. And, and we were like, oh, my God, he's done it again year after year. You know, he was, I don't know, he was yeah. in, in his 40s at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, and, uh, you know, we were 25, 26 and still getting <laughs> still getting beaten. And then he said, uh, he, he used to tell us all the stories about, like, the history of Taekwondo. And whenever Ralph spoke um, in the club, everyone just listened. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's a sign of a great coach when – you know, when they start talking and everyone listens. So he used to tell us all the stories about uh, about you um, and how <laughs> if, ever, if ever the team were up against it and uh, the, the other team put a massive person up and you just needed to sacrifice someone, uh, the coach would always put you, <laughs> yeah, put Ray Gale up, they'd say, and one up. He'll beat anyone. And you, you, Ralph was always telling us about your hit and run tactics where you'd smack some massive person and then run away for the rest of the fight and whatnot and just win yeah. it by one point. And whatnot. Ralph was like, yeah. oh, my God, he was amazing. We'd always put him up there and he'd always win. Uh, well, that, well, thanks for that, Ralph. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there were some hairy times, I must admit. But, uh, yeah. It was, uh, I, I was always shocked, though. Uh, Dave Oliver used to say, Master Oliver used to say, go on, Gailey, you could take it. I was thinking, yeah, but he's six foot five. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, great days, great yeah. days. So yeah, so Ralph really speaks of you quite fondly about oh, his times. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it, the, 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 the appreciation is, is mutual because uh, I think I think what I've learned uh, uh, certainly in those in those days and, and reflecting on it now is that um, the people around you make you what you are, uh, and if you've got people pushing you. And the yeah. quality of the people pushing you, it raises your game as well. So, you know, I, I can't take all the credit for that. I have to I have to thank people like Ralph, like uh, Wayne Burnett, Dave Shepard, all those guys, uh, you know, necessarily all those guys that I inspired with. It's uh, really, really inspired me and um, made me want to be better. So, 
Yeah, definitely. Well, um, you know, they, it's definitely some fond memories that he uh, speaks of you and, and your time together in the team. So yeah, great. yeah, great times, great times. <laughs> and, and, and also, I think, I mean, I'll say this to anybody listening, listening to this. One thing that I think uh, about the, the THB team at that time with people mm. like, um, you know, Ralph Minot, and uh, Tony Sword, and all those guys, is we had we had a great camaraderie for each other. Yeah, we, we wanted the best for each other, and um, it, it was uh, it was certainly the teamwork that made the dream work because it, that's what it was. It wasn't individuals, even though people like Tony Saw. I mean, he was awesome, uh, but it was a group of people that actually loved being together. And that was, yeah, that's what it was. And it was so inspiring because I was obviously a junior black belt at the time and, you know, watching people like you and Ralph and Tony Sewell and Steve Reddy and, you know, Stuart Ray and uh, uh, like Kenny, Kenny was in the team at the time, you know, Master, Master Walton. Um, it was just fantastic. Like watching, you know, the senior sparring, watching all these people come up and spar and we were like, oh my God, I'll never be that good sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, right. great days. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Love of fantastic memories, but uh, go on, you're still you're still on it. So yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm still with Ralph at this stage. So I'm still yeah. training with Ralph. I think I trained with him for about five years, and I got my third dan with Ralph. I really wasn't worried about um, grading at all, um, but uh, Ralph says, you know, if you don't grade, you'll regret it, sort of thing. So uh, I took my third dan um, with Ralph, and this was the first time I'd taken a grading. The, uh, a black belt grading that wasn't with Master Heel Cho. Okay. So yeah, yeah. It was the TAGB committee that had taken over at this stage. So I yeah. uh, I did my third down grading. I think the grading only lasted about 20 minutes. But, mm. um, yeah, I, I managed to pass. Mm. Um, so um, after about five years uh, down in, uh, up in Nottingham, we moved to we moved to London. It was a job. I, I moved for my job. And I started doing some WT, some WTF okay. Taekwondo yeah, yeah. Um, down in uh, a place in London. I only lasted about six months. The uh, mm. Again, I couldn't get on with the instructor. Mm. I was, um, you know, I was ITF through and through. And um, although I, you know, I was quite good at kicking and stuff, he, he was always like, no, you must do it like this, like this. It was constant, mm. you know, like this, like this. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to take me ages to try and switch over to try and get all the finer points of, you know, WTF. But, um, but yeah, it, it just took all the fun out of training. And, and you know, I, I'm like you. Training is all about fun first, yeah. you know, and then you know, achievement second sort of thing. But if the if the fun's not there, you know, it's hard to motivate yourself to keep keep going. Definitely, definitely. So I uh, we moved from we moved from London after about eighteen months, and I moved up to Northampton, and uh, I started training with Pat Carter. Oh yeah, yeah, Pat, yeah. I tried commuting to Ralph's over to Nottingham, but it was like an hour and ten. You know, mm. just that, just too far to uh, to make it. You know, twice a week training. You know two and a half hours there and back uh so in the end i i i went to uh the rugby school with pat carter so i tra started training with him and um yeah so i trained for about two and a half three years with pat carter and i loved it it was great you know i was kind of like more of um a lot more experienced than dan i was about i was about 30 31 that sort of age um and uh, we had a great time, um, you know, sparring with 
me. But I thought, you know, now's about the time I really need to set up my own uh, my own school. And um, my son was born at this stage. He was um, he was born in 2003. Okay. And uh, we moved down to uh, Sittingbourne, which is uh, which is on the Kent coast. It's near Maidstone, uh, and um, that's it. I I set up a uh, I set up a, a junior Tigers Taekwondo class in two thousand and four, um, and we we started from there. We started uh, we started doing just the juniors to start with, but after a few weeks, we started up a senior class. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the TSA Taekwondo was born in 2004, and um, yeah, I've been teaching there, teaching there ever since, and it's well, that's 17 years ago now, and wow. uh, yeah, so uh, that's great. Well, you, well, you, you you've um, uh, it's 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 an interesting um, an interesting interesting journey because uh, I mean my, my <laughs> it, it's quite um, my journey is quite boring in comparison <laughs> <laughs> to be honest because I've I've um, uh, you know trained and uh, obviously in, in Bristol where I grew up and then uh, graded with Mastery, Master Hill Cho, TAGB, did one grading under the TAGB committee. Um, uh, and then actually after that, it was General Che before he, just before he died, which was quite interesting. Uh, wow. Well. Yeah. So that, that was quite, quite fascinating. But, um, you know, I, I've, I've been in the same place literally for, uh, well, since the middle eighties, um, yeah. Glass and, and Wiltshire, uh, my schools, which I've been in there, and uh, originally myself and Master O, we used to teach together, um, and uh, we had between us we had four schools, and um, you know we we always we always love. It's the only thing I miss actually is is that I don't teach with them anymore. We had such a laugh. I'll bet. Uh, oh man, I tell you what, we we. we <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need encouraging i'll tell you uh, <laughs> ma- main, mainly during the lesson we take the mick out of each other and say well don't do it like him because he always does it wrong you know right like uh, but but the students loved it and and yeah. because because we were both into fighting yeah you know, he was the the super heavyweight for the team and i was yeah. the lightweight we sparred yeah. with each other but we used to we used to talk through it right we need to spar and practice right we're going to spar for an hour with our students we just line them up <laughs> and go right lightweights over here middleweights there and we just sparred a lot of them for an hour wow brilliant <laughs> and it, it was awesome it was awesome and they loved it uh, i mean obviously recently I, I know you know him we've had um, um uh, our first master in Pima, which is master tetpar and he was one of our original students in Bath, and he remembers those days um, really? well, well, very fondly, actually, very fondly. In yeah, that, in that yeah. Sense. We used to come in and we'd, we'd be in that mood. Think, right, we've got a competition in a couple of weeks. We need to practice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we practice on our students. But it was great because that because actually, I'll tell you what, uh, 1991, we won the, uh, the Black Belt Team Championships in um, Leamington Spa. Right. And um, it was a West of England team, but they were all – students of myself and master Ogborn, and it was a very young t- i mean they were they were they were kids really yeah uh, but yeah. i mean they, they were fighting people jackson white dorian bytum um you know uh we had we had a young lad who was our heavyweight who was one of the most natural people i've ever seen yeah uh, you know you get them now and again every 10 years or so if you like i couldn't believe it he came and he said oh yeah i want to do taekwondo my dad's a karate black belt but i don't like karate. <laughs> I, I want to kick and jump and I remember doing some stuff for the first lesson with this guy, thinking, oh, let's see what this guy's got there. You know, jumping reverse turn and kick. He did it perfect. Wow. I, yeah, come on, let's get the gloves on. Unbelievable. Natural talent. And an actual fact, um, years after that, he got um, headhunted by Linford Christie to go in his sprinting school. So he became a sprinter. 
Yeah. And then, and then he went to Hollywood and started acting in things like uh, he was in Days of Our Lives and stuff like that. And oh, right. CSI Miami or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like, wow. He could do it. It's one of these kids. He could just do the lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Physically talented. Just unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. He got headhunted by Simon Cowell um, for <laughs> the girl group. Um, oh, what was it called? Uh, there was a girl group and they wanted some dancers. And um, he went along to an audition and got it. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. He was he was dancing for this girl group who, who they did chart. They went, got top 10. I'm trying to remember. What, like Girls Aloud or something? Yeah, it was something like that. But it was in the early days right. of the girls group, you know, they had all the men dancing in the background. And he, <laughs> he was one of these guys and he was really, you know, quite muscular as well. Yeah, you didn't you didn't fancy it, no? Uh, no, not for me. No. <laughs> well, well my, 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 I wouldn't say my problem, but my, my thing was, and uh, I wouldn't change anything for the world. I mean, I had kids very young in my quite early 20s. So, I mean, mm. my, old, my eldest is now 35. <laughs> so Wow. Um, uh, so... You know, when I started teaching full time, it was when I started having kids, and my second one's thirty, and I've got two younger ones of uh, fifteen and twelve. So uh, I've, I've tried to put my my taekwondo my taekwondo family life has always been a bit of a yeah <laughs> a, always. a juggling act. But yeah. you know, you know, hey, both my boys, you know, my girls have done taekwondo, and, and I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change nah. it. It's been fantastic, and. Um, for myself, I was an aircraft engineer when I left school, uh, working at Rolls-Royce. And funny you mentioned the, the wars there, because I, w- I was in the aircraft industry when the Falklands War was on. Right. And, uh, we'd have to work nights and double shifts to get these engines out. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was quite hectic at that time. And it was about that time that I decided, right, I was going to be a, a martial arts teacher. So um, it was in, in the very early 80s. And uh, 83, myself and Mastro set up our... Article of Taekwondo, so yeah, then just uh, the rest is history, as they say. Wow, yeah, so, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, obviously, um, you know, you've had a fantastic martial arts journey, and you've trained with some great people, people that I know. Um, I didn't, I didn't know, I used to chat with him quite a lot, Malcolm Scholes. I didn't know him, uh, sort of personally that close because he, he was a very, he was a very personal guy, actually. Whenever he went yeah. to events, he sort of was very much sort of seemed to keep himself to himself. Mm. Um, and, um, but uh, I remember seeing him do his Taekwondo and he could, he could do it. He was quite good at it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Remember that. Well, um, yeah, he was, um, he, he wasn't, um, he wasn't the great communicator that Ralph is. No. Uh, and whatnot, but he sure could do Taekwondo. He could demonstrate it perfectly. He was brilliant. I remember the first time I sparred with him, um, I was only a yellow belt at the time, and um, he would always put the put the glove that we had no helmets at this stage. We had those smelly super super foot, you know, hands and feet that you have. And I remember him just holding his sidekick straight at my face mm. um, and whatnot, just to show that he could have kicked me in the face, but he yeah, chose yeah, not yeah. to. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. technically, he was just fantastic, and he was great friends with Ray Smethers, and Ray Smethers would always come down and he would do like these. Uh, like musical patterns for us and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and we right. were like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, these guys, you've just, you know, looking at them and thinking, I really wish one day I could be that, you know, that good. And unfortunately, nobody's as good as race members, you know, but uh, uh, it was an awesome kicker, race members. In, in, in the day where you, 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 you know, awesome kickers were rare, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. 
uh, I remember the, fr- the very first time I sparred with him, actually, um, it was unbelievable because he wiped the floor of me. I thought, wow, you know, what can I do? And I remember the, the, the second, I, and I went, I literally went back home and thought, right, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do some stuff and I trained and whatever. I remember the second time I sparred with him, mm. I got a draw, it went into extra time and he won. I thought, okay, right. that's right. Then, You're getting third, closer. Yeah, the third time I sparred with him, I wiped the floor. With him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember, I remember seeing him at the end of that and he was going, and he had his head down. And it was, it was, it was, um, I went out to him sort of afterwards and said, oh, thanks very much for that. He said, no, no, you deserve that. Um, he didn't do a great deal of sparring after that, but no. um, it, that, that's what I'm, I'm sort of trying to say to people is that uh, my students, you know, if you want to get better at sparring, spar with somebody who's good, uh, you know, see what they do, where do they hit you, um, you know, uh, how do they move, uh, things yeah. like that, and, and try and learn from it, you know, learn from the experience and then move on and try and get better. And yeah. people, like that, people like that, Ray Smethers, as I said, you know, Master Surrey, for me, that, that's what it was. It was a, a learning experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always think of sparring as um, as, as a bit of fun. I, can't, I only do sparring at the Puma competitions, actually, now, because mm. um, it's point stop, and it's yeah. just such great fun. You know, if, if you watch any of uh, the videos of my fights, I've just got a big grin on my face, like, the whole yeah, yeah. time, because there's – sorry. That's all right. That's okay. Um, because there's no there's no threat of you know, any danger in there, you know, it's all really well refereed and like um there's never any heavy contact and whatnot. It's just yeah. just absolute great fun. And uh, you know, I really look forward to doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know, each time I come along. And um but, sorry. <laughs> sorry, there's someone at the door. That's okay. No, it's, do, you, do you need to pause or you're okay? Uh, yeah, can we pause? Is, is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Okay, we're we're back again. We had a, a, a slight, uh, <laughs> a slight. Um, oh, uh, a, a dog that was uh, I don't know chewing a postman maybe. Yeah. <laughs> God, where where were we? Go on. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we were talking about the uh, about the sparring, and I like, I always try and do the uh, like the same thing when I spar. I try and I try and tell people the number one most important thing for winning sparring events is fitness. Yes. You know, fitness is the key to winning. You know, especially with you know, the flexibility issues are part of fitness, you know, the yeah. stamina, you know, and your ability to to withstand being punched and kicked and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. you know, fitness is always seen. But next, next most important is experience. Like you were saying, spar against uh, good people and whatnot. I say, look, if you want to get good at sparring, you need to spar, spar, spar again, and then on the way home, do some more sparring and stuff. <laughs> Try and enter as many competitions as you can. And, and so they're the top two for me. Any Anyone asks me about how to get good at sparring, I say fitness is the key and then experience. Yeah, I, I think fitness is, is uh, uh, really important. I think that, um, you know, I'll say to people, because the trouble is, is it, when you go in there, no matter when you go in or, or how experienced you are, you, that, you, get, mm. you get a bit of nervous tension, which drains you a little bit. Yeah. So you've got to have that fitness in reserve. Uh, yeah. To be able to, um, you know, get you to the end of fight, end of a fight in good in good condition, really. Um, Definitely. So yeah, I, I concentrated a lot on that in the early days in, in my, yeah. my fighting. I, 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 and and the good thing about it, it was never a chore for me. I loved, I loved the physical side of, of martial arts and the physical side of training generally. Yeah. That definitely helps. And if you don't mind doing the work, you know, don't mind doing the training. The yeah. training's fun. 
you know, it doesn't even feel like like you're doing work, does it? If the training's fun, especially if you've got the good, you know, teammates spurring you on and you think, yeah, let's, you know, when yeah. we were in the North Midlands team, we were, you know, having like these burpee challenges and stuff and whatever, we were spurring each other on. Come on, more, 25, let's go, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's great, it's great. Well, listen, folks, um, we, we've done our, this is, this is podcast number one, and I'm going to do a, another podcast with Mr. Gary Foster, uh, a fascinating insight into his martial arts journey and, um, you know, the fact that uh, he's still doing a little bit of competing at our competitions, which is great. Uh, it's really good to, good to see. Uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that you'll you'll come back and join us on the uh, Living Martial Arts podcast with me, the Dark Master, for part two uh, of Mr. Gary Foster um, and his life in martial arts and the way he lives his martial arts very, very soon. So thank you very much for that, uh, Gary. I wish you all the best. And I hope you have, because we're very close to Christmas time on this one. I hope you have a great Christmas and a fantastic uh, new year. But uh, we'll do part two before that. Brilliant. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you.